podcast brought to you by Team Corker. I think it's fair to say that I, Steph Corker, am the host of the show. I think you're right. <laughs> and the special guest is none other than Matt Corker. And we love when we get to come together and jam on the podcast. And the goal is to give you insight, especially into a day in the life of Steph Corker when I get these truth bombs from Matt Corker in the office. I always want to wrap them in a bottle and say, we need to podcast on this. So it's the perfect time. And when Matt Corker isn't on the show, we are grateful to have other guests. Amen. We've had some really cool guests on the the pod. Anyway, I digress. Just like everyone go back to all these episodes. Steph, you've been an incredible host. Um, One of the things that we were talking about last week was the fact that it is now November in the Pacific Northwest. And... It is rainy and dark and cold and gray. And the beautiful energy that came with the summer sun is now completely gone. Totally. And that is an energetic shift in our bodies, in how we work, in what we do outside, what we don't do outside. And so as someone who swim bikes and runs all the time, I want to know, how are you now moving your body differently now that it is darker, grayer, wetter? You know, every year this season comes and I think I'm going to beat my sad lamp. (laughs) And every year this time of year comes and I turn on my sad lamp and I stare into it constantly. So for people who don't know what a sad lamp is, what's a sad lamp? Right. It's not actually sad. It's a really happy lamp. It does stand for seasonal affective disorder. Affectiveness disorder. Affectiveness disorder. And... um, Which essentially means, like, as the seasons turn gray, so does your mood and your emotions. Totally. And I purchased this lamp actually on by reference um, of my coach, Jasper Blake. And he said that he uses one all year round. Mm. And we'll include the link below because I went and bought one. And I use it all year round and I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, However, I definitely recognize when I feel a need to turn it on versus just flicking on a light switch and so this is the season of turning on the light Mm. okay wait but i'm digressing what was your question what is the how do you move your body now how do i move my body oh my gosh well i don't i'd like to think that i don't do very much differently as you mentioned i still love to swim bike and run the the it's i'm not doing any different activities as much as i'm doing those things differently Mm. um what i'm recognizing is that I am really both appreciating and needing to have workout buddies right now. Um, When my alarm clock goes off and it's 5 a.m. and it's pitch black and pouring rain, knowing that I'm meeting someone won't make me miss that workout. Mm. Whereas it does feel easier to want to roll over and say like, I'll do this in the afternoon. And that's like later is never the right time. Do it now is always the best time. Uh, I also am doing shorter workouts at a higher intensity. And what I love about that is it really generates fire and, and sweat inside my body in a, in an otherwise cold kind of time. Um, I'm also going to the gym going to the gym makes me feel strong. I really like that. 
and yoga feels real. Uh, it's so easy for me to forget about yoga and stretching and feeling strong and generating fire feel really important to me right now and doing it all with buddies. Mm. It's so funny. Chad and I have a running joke of like, when have we ever seen Steph Corker stretch is like our joke, but the reality is... It's not a funny joke. <laughs> There's a lot of things that I do that you don't see. <laughs> and... Um, but that also changes like what foods are available for you, your fuel and nutrition really changes as well as this season comes. And so how does your, like what you put in your body change? Well, I recognize typically I like to drink cold water bottles or lots of bottles. And instead I make water bottles up with whatever concoctions and potions, but I leave them on the counter. So I prefer not to drink things that are as, chilled um I also recognize well speaking of that I recognize my desire for warm things Mm. more often than not Mm -hmm. so my travel mug comes with me always and I you're so good at carrying your travel mug everywhere it's one thing like Chad and I have so many water bottles because like in the summer it's so easy to stay hydrated throw a water bottle in your bag yeah and we self-proclaimed we just got our first travel mug from the Kona coffee shop in Vancouver because we were like, we don't have a travel mug and that is not okay with us because disposable cups are real and we use way too many when it turns to a grayer season. Right. Of course, coffee on the go. Um, I will give full credit to Rachel McBride who called me out for being a complete earth jerk of using way too many paper cups and I thought it was going to be really difficult and then the secret is finding one with a great screw top and that you want to carry around with you and I found an incredible mug that I love so much unfortunately it's not available any longer it was sold at Camp Coffee in Whistler and I have no problem carrying it around so therefore I have no problem using it all the time yes okay so so far I love the new Kona Coffee um, travel mug. So cool. I would say like, we'll include the include link because it's time for reusable warm beverages. Totally. Yeah. Uh, or stay or like have coffee in, yeah. you know, with your training buddies, <laughs> with your training buddies <laughs> while you're wet, like a drowned rat after your run outside. Um, the other thing I notice is I have to be especially mindful of what my body is craving versus what my body is needing. Mm. So it's easy to crave really naughty foods because it's dark and more time, you know, you want to spend more time socializing or it's late. It's like, oh, nobody notices. I don't even notice if I'm going to go eat dot, dot, dot. Mm. And yet my body re- hates it. It totally rejects it. It does The next morning, it's like, why did you do that? So I have to be especially mindful to choose like roasted vegetables over the cream-based soup or Mm. what does that look like and um my secret is just keep it super seasonal keep it local as much as possible and um I'm in the the season for me at least of cooking more Mm. so I'll cook twice as many roasted vegetables and then I have more roasted vegetables vegetables for later in the the week sort of thing sort of thing cool So, um, but I think that's a very important distinction, knowing what your body needs versus what your body's craving. Mm. And just the more we give it what it needs, it will crave better things. Yeah. So. And you're pretty rigorous with your schedule throughout the year. Does your schedule change in terms of like when you work, when you do your like other errands, like how does that change now that the seasons have changed? 
Well, I took a little bit of an off-season earlier this fall, and I recognize that in that off-season period, I want to do all the things that I haven't been doing, and that's typically being more social or seeing people um, that I wouldn't otherwise spend that time with, and and it's wonderful, and it totally fills my cup, and I love these people. What I recognize now as I'm getting back into a routine is that my energy is not as abundant, Mm. and learning how to get the right amount of sleep and getting back into training, you know, feeling out of shape and building that base back again. Um, I, I need more sleep and I need to come a little bit more into my hermit ways. So I am finding that right now the season of more Steph solo time isn't a bad thing by any means. And, um, I also am realizing that when I load my mornings with workouts, I'm super inspired to really crank through work. And then I hit an afternoon point that I just need to stop. And so I'm really trying to work with the energy flow as it comes that Mm. I'm pumped at 5 a.m. So long as I know I'm meeting people, I have a really awesome block and chunk of time until I don't. And so instead of trying to push through that threshold, um, which I find much easier when it's lighter, longer and whatnot, I I have had to adapt. And Mm. then I become a bit of a hermit and it all works and I do it again the next day. Mm. Yeah. I think the interesting thing in this is that oftentimes we're like winding down the year in November. Like we're looking at how do we get cozy and more together and it's we come inside and for you it, it what it sounds like is it's actually you're going into a like the peak of training like you're coming or not peak of training you're coming back into training after being off totally and so it's like it's dark it's wet it's dreary and you're like oh crap that run didn't feel as effortless as it did yeah. a month ago absolutely so i would say this is the foundation or the base and um a few things that are really important to me during this time in my life across every aspect of my life i I like to clean house. So spring cleaning feels light and feels great. And winter comes and we just start collecting stuff. And we mm. think like, no, why Why are you doing that? That feels heavy. I always want to feel light. I always want to be ready for an adventure. I always want to be ready for the next workout. So I'm constantly in the space of, of keeping it as simple as I possibly can. Mm. Um, the things I like to collect are food. And more food. <laughs> uh, and I like it to be consumed and I would like it to be healthy and delicious. A fridge could not be big enough for you. I oh. feel like if we had like three fridges in the office, then oh. you would love it. Oh, I just love abundance of food. It brings me so much joy. You're right. <laughs> Said like a true professional athlete. <laughs> um, the other piece is is generating new ways of having fun. And maybe I'm a weirdo for this, but we've started a new run club called the Kipchoge Run Club, and we're trying to run at Kipchoge pace for as long as we can. So far, we're at 100 meters. And for those of you who aren't a... Uh, Ironman or marathon fanatic Kipchoge is yeah Kipchoge is the current world record holder in the marathon and he runs a two hour one minute marathon it was phenomenal two hours and two one hours minute. marathon marathon not a half marathon no 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 no, no a full marathon <laughs> and we have a little crew that's out and um you know, things that come up for me, bro, like I get excited about making us Kipchoge Run Club tank tops and 
it's going to be pitch black and we're going to wear four layers. But on top of all of our layers, we're all wearing these Kipchoge tanks. And I just think if you can't have fun doing things in the dark, in the wet, what are we doing? Right. So, you know, go make a Kipchoge run club tank. I love it. Uh, Yeah. And how does this change your relationship? You spend pretty much every single weekend in the summer up at the cabin, up in your cabin just outside of Black Tusk. Um, how does this change your relationship with your cabin, with Davy? Like, what does that look like? Yeah, well, to be honest, it is a very busy time for Davy in work. And so right now we're kind of ships in a night and he's traveling a ton. And when I've been home, he hasn't been or, or back and forth. Um, it's also interesting that you ask because it's shoulder season in Whistler and shoulder mm-hmm. season in Whistler. It's like there's no snow, but it's cold and wet. And oh, so like the summer activities aren't really, no, there's yeah. no more summer activities and there's no skate skiing yet. So it's really about getting cozy and doing other things. So it's either, um, putting on your trail gear and like going for hikes and trail runs super bundled up, or it's, um, hitting the gym. We have a gym at the cabin that is incredible. That's an awesome place to go and sweat. Um, yeah, and it's just like appreciating what what is, what is the shoulder season. So mm. it's also a time where a lot of people aren't up in Whistler, to be honest. So, um, yeah, we are, we're all counting down until it snows and we're going to start skate skiing and bring it on. I love it. Hot diggity. I love articulating and vocalizing the pieces that help make the season change different and better for me. It's a really cool reflective exercise to have this conversation with you. Um, And while you pose great questions of sort of these four areas of my life, you have a quadrant or you have four questions that I think are a really powerful way to approach Mm -hmm. a season change. And we discussed this in the manager start line, um, which has received actually rave reviews specifically on this topic. So it feels super important to dive into the theory known as in, out, yes, no. Did I get that right? Yeah. And so, you know, when we look at managing me, managing myself, one of the key principles or key practices is how do I manage my own energy? And often we think about how do I manage time? How do I manage the my to-do list? And really what I look at it is how am I managing what I'm putting in my body, the actual calories I'm putting in, how do I manage my output? What am I expending my energy on? What am I saying yes to, either a commitment or a project? And what am I saying no to? An excuse, something that's standing in my way, or a habit that's no longer serving me. So in, out, yes, no really gives me a framework every day to be like, what am I going to eat? How am I going to move my body? What's going to work well for me that I'm committed to? And what do I need to create a greater boundary around to say no to? And so during this time of the year, if I like reflected back over the last, I don't know, week and week and a half as it really got dark here, what I'm saying, um, what I'm putting in my body, oh my gosh, first off, if anyone is following my husband on Instagram, you will know that my husband is recently unemployed and taking a couple months off and he is being the best house husband there ever was and he makes me a lunch every day (laughs) and I'm like basking in the glory that is these couple months before he um, starts his next adventure in January. 
And what I'm finding is like homemade is a real deal for me. Mm-hmm. And the reality is in the summer, we don't make a lot, a lot of food. In the summer, it's like what is quick and easy. We go to the grocery store and it's like we'll make um, like salad-ish kind of things. It's not actual full meals. They don't have like a main, a side, and a, a side. It's really like piecemealy because we're on the go a lot more in the summer. Where now it, it feels like we're actually able to have like full, rich, homemade meals. And that really is enjoyable for me luxury it it really does feel like luxury so shout out to my my husband chat um what how i'm moving my body is actually a lot really is really different as well um in the summer i find that i'm doing way more um riding of my on my bike i find that i'm doing more cardiovascular based circuit classes and workouts in that nature and for me right now i'm loving my personal training sessions at movement 108 um, with Aaron DeJong and sometimes my buddy Warren Springer comes and we do a two-on-one and that's like explosive movements, high intensity with like a very simple format of the workout. Um, and workouts at turf with Warren led Monday mornings. It's really good to be able to, um, just build up a stronger foundation to work with throughout the, like going into the winter and also into spring when things start to get lighter and start to get brighter and I'm back into more cardiovascular. I have this like muscular base to work with. Um, what I'm also noticing though, is this is the season where I'm testing out new yoga teachers. Cool. So I'm actually like going around and being like, who's teaching at times that I've not normally done yoga at. And it's giving me uh, more inspiration the fall for me is a lot. I head to Bali twice a year with um, the Sacred Fig, one time in November, one time in uh, February. And th- it like helps me not only stay in my own practice, but also experience different things. And that variety is really important to me because as people go inside, as people hunker down into like the c- cooler um, climate it really matters to have a little bit of spice of life for me in like how I move my body. So there is consistency in what I'm doing or like every day I want to do something. And at the same time, it's like something new, something fun, add a little variety in there. What I'm saying yes to more often is um, how I'm scheduling my time. So yes to me is I really want to do my solo work or things that I need to create in the mornings. And then in the afternoon, that's when I want to be meeting with people, working one-on-one with any of my coaching clients and really being able to like deliver work in the afternoon. So what I notice is that's a change in how I'm like functioning on my like calendar. And then what I'm saying no to is a whole lot of coffee meetings. So as people want to come inside and they, it's like, being able to like sit around a table and and nest i'm like a hard pass and what i recognize is that because i'm not doing those meetings like i would in the summer i really crave fit, uh time with friends and so it's like this is where i want more board night games this is or board game nights that's it <laughs> um and time with like my inner circle as yeah. we like get ready for like a lot of public celebrations heading into December. It's like, oh, who are my tight-knit group? We actually just had um, a really awesome group of us are in a book club, and 
it's so cool that once a month we all come together and some people have read the entire book, some people have read part of the book, some people didn't even read the book, and we all talk about what was, um, what we learned from the, the text. And this past month was Brene Brown's Daring Greatly, and it was really cool to be talking about what does it mean to be vulnerable and that how important that inner circle is when we need to like work through stuff. Mm-hmm. And so as like the seasons change and we're working through stuff, it's like that inner circle to me is really, really sacred. That's amazing. In, yeah. out, yes, no. That's the work. That's the work. Daily practice, but really important as seasons change to like restabilize because what we said yes to last year or last month may be different. And what we said Mm. no to yesterday may also be different today. Let me just ask a couple of questions on this. Do you literally pen to paper this list? Yeah, I'll do pen to paper when I'm mapping out my week. So each week you do a yes, no, in, out list. Yeah, in, out, yes, no. Hot diggity. Yeah. I like it. Bro, we're coming to the end of our time. Okay, what's making your heart beat faster, Stephanie? Oh, gosh. I love this question. Can you go first? Yeah. Uh, what's making my heart beat faster? Um, the Mealshare Aid Society that I'm a part of, I'm the, board, I'm the chair of the board of directors. We were looking for two other members of the board, and we kind of, like, very, I don't want to say casually opened it out. We, like, really just opened up the opportunity to our networks. And people across Canada came back and were like, hey, I'd like to be more involved. I'd like to be more involved. Everyone from very junior people who have never had board experience all the way up to people who've served on multiple boards. And it just feels really cool to see the commitment of people who want to help support ending youth hunger. Incredible. Way to go. I'm so glad you're a part of that organization. Ditto. Uh, What is making my heart beat faster is, despite the rain... The city of Vancouver has a new program called Adopt a Basin. And I don't know why it's called a basin. Really, it's called a sewer. And what's funny to me is that I used to be really scared of sewers as a child because I thought the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were going to come up out of these sewers. I was going to say you thought the It Clown was going to come up, but you don't know who that is. No, I don't. Um, (laughs) Okay, back to Adopt a Basin. It's raining a ton. The leaves have fallen. The streets are flooding. And you can adopt a sewer in Vancouver they provide you with a rake you get to name your sewer and you are responsible for taking care of this sewer to ensure there isn't street flooding and you know the the health and wellness of our streets I I just think this is adorable and incredible (laughs) and I think it is a brilliant workforce management tactic of not needing to hire 300 plus people for the city you can just convince a child that it's a lot of fun to rake out a basin you can adopt a tree you can adopt a street and now you can adopt a sewer i love it welcome to vancouver all right until next time see you later